Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Is there a part of you that you just don't want other people to see? Maybe it's an embarrassing part of your life. Maybe it's something you do, something you say, a bad habit, the way you live. It's a part that you'd just be so worried if other people saw that and they noticed that, that they might think less of you. They might distance themselves from you. They might even reject you. And so you really just prefer to keep this part of your life hidden, hidden from others, even hidden from yourself. You don't even want to think about this part. You feel so ashamed about this this part. And, and, and maybe you're afraid to even present this part of your life to God. This past Sunday, the gospel reading we had at Mass is so powerful, and it helps us to encounter God at a deeper level. But, but maybe there's a better way of saying that, that actually the, the reading we're going to look at today allows God to encounter me at a deeper level. To allow God to encounter the real me, the deepest part of me, and the whole me, not, not just the good parts, not just my good Catholic parts, and these are the things I do and, and say and believe, and, and, and it's all good, and I try to be a nice person, I try to help people, and I say my prayers, and that's all good, but there's other parts of me that if other people saw, that I, how, what would they think of me? There's, there's parts of me I just don't like. I, I feel like a failure in this, this area of my life. I feel like I'm always struggling here, and I, I or I just don't know what to do. I'm confused. I, I don't know how to be a good dad, or I don't know how to really be a good Christian and and pray well. I and and I'm I, I don't like these parts of me. I've got these sins, these weaknesses that weigh me down. I've got real serious stuff going on in my life. The gospel reading that we just had this last Sunday helps us to approach God as we are. And allow God then to come and touch the depths of our being so that we can experience love in those places that maybe we hate. We can experience his love in those very places that, that we, we're, we're so afraid are, are keeping us from him. But if we actually go to him in those places and present ourselves fully as we are, that's when we can begin to experience his transformation his healing power to heal us of those deepest wounds we have, to heal us of those deepest sins we have, if we learn to come to him like the leper did in this last Sunday's gospel. So welcome to the All Things Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Edward Sree, and I want to give a warm welcome to any new listeners joining us here and checking out the show for the first time, especially those who uh, may have had the chance to hear my wife and I speak at St. Thomas More Parish, our home parish here in the Denver metro area this last week, or anyone up in the Twin Cities where I was recently presenting on marriage as well. So welcome. Really great to have been with all of you. I, I'm excited here to get into today's gospel reading, but before we do that, I just have to highlight, you know, this week, Lent is starting. <laughs> so I, I just talked about Lent in the last podcast, and we, we really went deep into the heart of Lent. If you're looking for some some resources to help you prepare your heart in this season of Lent to go deeper into Christ's passion, especially getting ready for Holy Week, there's a, a book I wrote called No Greater Love, A Biblical Walk Through Christ's Passion. 
And it tells these stories that we know where we have Jesus went and agonized in the garden. He carried the cross and was nailed uh, to that cross on Calvary. We know the basic story, but there's so much. This is the climax of the entire story of salvation history. Everything is leading up to this moment of Christ's passion, death, and resurrection. And that's why these biblical stories are, if the, if the New Testament scriptures are just so packed with great meaning, the greatest density of that intense coming together of the Old Testament and the New is right here in the Passion Narratives. And we want those stories the most of all of Jesus's life. It's the story of his passion and what he did for us. Every little detail in those stories we want written on our hearts. And every little detail of those stories are, are filled with Old Testament prophecies and profound meaning about his forgiveness and his love and his patience and his courage and his sacrifice. And there's so much that many Catholics don't really understand about what happened in, in, at every step of the way in Jesus's journey from Gethsemane to Calvary. And that's what this book unpacks for us and, and, and does it in a prayerful way to help us to really reflect and to meditate on the story of Christ's passion. So you can check that book out. It's called No Greater Love, A Biblical Walk through Christ's Passion, uh, put out by our good friends who produce this show at Ascension Press. Another uh, resource, if you're interested, if you'd like to do Stations of the Cross and you're looking for a fresh, a kind of a fresh take on the Stations of the Cross, something that takes the wisdom of modern saints like John Paul II and Pope Benedict and others, and, and, and again, tries to bring us into those stations so that we can live them in our daily life. You can check out my book called Pocket Guide to Stations of the Cross. So two resources you could think about, No Greater Love and Pocket Guide to Stations of the Cross this Lent. But let's turn back to our good friend, the leper. You know the story. The leper not only had this very awful disease of leprosy, he, he was socially ostracized, right? Because lepers, as, you, as you're probably aware, were were viewed as social outcasts that you didn't want to come near them, not just to contract the disease, but they, they just had to stay far away. And you could imagine his loneliness, not just the physical pain, but the emotional pain of having been rejected, that isolation, and, and never having experience of love with others, friendship, community. You just imagine this man's utter brokenness and he sees Jesus and, and, he, and he's just thinking, this, this could be my chance. This could be my chance to get out of, of this isolation, of this life that I just hate about myself. I hate this leprosy. I hate this loneliness. I hate this pain. I hate being rejected. I hate being looked down upon. I hate my life. And, and, and this man goes, and the Bible tells us, it's fascinating. Look, listen to the words. It tells us that he, that he approached Jesus this is a little effort to kind of break out of his isolation. He approached Jesus. You know, he's breaking the social customs here because he's supposed to stay far away from, from all who are clean. He's viewed as unclean. He's supposed to shout out, unclean, unclean, stay away from me. But he doesn't do that. He approaches Jesus. And when he approaches Jesus, then he kneels before Jesus and he begs them. He begs Jesus, if you will, you can make me clean. You can really, there's a very emotionally powerful story. You, you enter into this man's life, how desperate he was, but he didn't stay in that desperation. He didn't stay in that isolation. He broke out of it and approached Jesus. How about you? What are those areas in your life where you, you, you feel isolated 
areas of your life that you don't like, painful areas of your life, areas of your life that you, you, you parts about your life you hate. You, I don't like that part. I don't like to look at it. I don't like to think about it. I, I hate that I always do that. I hate that I'm not better here. I hate I'm not good over here. What are those parts of your life? Approach Jesus with those. That's what the story of the leper is telling us. You know, sometimes those areas that we don't like about ourselves are our deepest sins. And they're not pretty. They, they, our sins are ugly. Yet Jesus views us with great delight, even in the ugliness of our sins. He wants us to approach him. He rejoices when we do. So even if you have some sin you just keep bringing to confession over and over again, or maybe you have a certain addiction, maybe you have a sexual addiction, maybe you have a, an addiction to alcohol or to drugs, and, and you, just, you just can't change. Or many of us have what I call lowercase addictions. You know, we might not be clinically addicted, but we're addicted to attention and praise and always being liked, wanting, wanting to be accepted by others. And we're addicted to that, or we're addicted to always having our way. We just want to control everything. Or we're addicted to when things don't go our way, we, we lose our temper easily. We lose our patience. We get frustrated with our kids or frustrated at traffic, frustrated with people in the office. These are, these are little addictions we have. And nevertheless, those are sins. Those are weaknesses we have that keep us, keep us from God. And yet Jesus wants us to come and acknowledge the truth of those wounds, those sins, those weaknesses. Maybe, maybe we have the weakness of certain fears. We, we fear being rejected. We fear being left out, overlooked, passed over. Others are going to be noticed. Others are going to be honored. Others will get the position. Others will get the recognition, and I won't. And I, 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 I fear that, or I won't be included. Maybe I struggle with that fear. Maybe I struggle with the fear of not being good enough. Will I, will I ever be good enough? Will I ever be a, a good enough as, as good enough as a dad, good enough as a as a husband? Will I ever be good enough in my in my career? Good enough as a Christian? I don't know my faith enough. Or, or, do I fear failure? These are things that weigh us down, and and we're kind of ashamed about these parts of our lives, and we just don't want others to see them. It's kind of embarrassing, but I don't even bring it to God. I don't even bring these things. These are, these, these are the aspects of our lives that God wants to touch. Maybe these are the areas of our life he wants to touch the most because it's the areas where we experience great pain, where we experience heartache, we experience shame, and, and, and he wants to liberate us from that. Maybe there's parts of our lives that, you know, it has to do with just our, our upbringing bad habits we have, or maybe hurtful things that happen to us. These are our wounds that we carry. We came from a broken home. We came from a dysfunctional family life. Maybe we were in relationships that, that deeply wounded us. We had a traumatic experience. These things deeply affect us, and yet Jesus wants to touch those parts. He doesn't force himself. We have to come to him like the leper to approach him to kneel before Jesus and admit, Jesus, I struggle with these things. Maybe maybe we struggle with loneliness. I just don't feel like I've got good friends. I mean, I have friends, I mean, kind of, people that know me and we hang out and maybe we go to a bar or we talk at, at work, but I'm just so lonely, Lord. 
I don't, I don't know people that really know me at the deepest level. Whatever these struggles that we carry, do we go and do we bring them to Jesus? Do we cry out like the leper and beg him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. You can free me from this addiction. You, you, I, I really believe if you will, in your time, in your, in your schedule, in, in, in your timetable, and not my own, but I, I really believe you can change me. And can you free me from this? This is, what, this is what Jesus wants us to do. He wants us to approach him like the leper. He wants us to pro- approach him humbly, admitting we're not adequate enough to fix this all on our own, that we've tried, we've tried different things. We got on YouTube and we you know, found some video about here's five ways to live a happier life. And this is if you just start your day with these habits or you work out at these times of your life and you buy this new you know, kind of coffee, it's going to make your life better. <laughs> and we, we try these things that, you know, and that, those didn't work. Then we try spiritual things. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to read good Catholic books. I'll go to mass more often, but I still find I struggle. Jesus wants us to come to him and admit we, we can't fix this on our own. I need you, Jesus. If you will, you can make me clean. He wants us to present our wounds to him so that he can touch them and heal them. Now, this is what we're going to close with. I want to close with just a, a, a three or four things that we notice Jesus does when, when we approach him like the leper did. When that leper came with such humility, presenting his wounds, not hiding them, but just coming right all out, like, look at me, I'm, I'm a mess in this part of my life. And I, 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 I need you, Jesus. If you will, you can make me clean. What does Jesus do at that moment? The first thing the Bible tells us when he sees the leper approaching, it says that Jesus was moved with pity. He was moved with pity. You see, Jesus sees our true condition. He looks at this man, he sees the leper and, and a leper is not a, a pretty sight to look at, disfigured, diseased. It just, it's just, many people would look at that and, and, and be disgusted. That's what many people, they, they just, that's another reason they didn't want to come near these lepers. It was just hard to look at. But yet when Jesus sees this man's true, awful condition, he responds not with disgust, but with love. He's not appalled. He delights in this man. Because he sees this isn't just a bunch of wounds coming before him. He doesn't just see the lack of beauty. He sees this man's soul. He sees his heart. And that's beautiful in his eyes. He delights in this man. And that's why he responds with such compassion. He was moved with pity. Do do, do you see? That's how Jesus looks at you. That thing that you hate about yourself. It's not that Jesus loves that thing. It's just that he loves you. And he sees more than just that thing you don't like about yourself. Whether it's, again, that sin, that weakness, that embarrassing part, the failure, the fears, the hurts, the wounds you carry. He sees those things, but he sees more than them. He sees you. That's why he's moved with pity, because he wants to help you. And so the, the next thing he does in the story is that Jesus stretches out his hand. Again, most people, if they saw a leper coming, they would like draw back. They might cover their faces, cover their eyes and turn away and, and, and draw backwards. That's, that's not what Jesus does. He sees not just this man's leprosy. 
he sees this man. He sees a son of God. And he stretches out his hand. He doesn't turn back. He doesn't cover his face. He doesn't pull backwards. No, he moves forward and he stretches out his hand. You know, many people don't come to Christ with all of their uncleanliness that's dragging them down. But this man did. And as a result, Jesus reaches out to him. And then the next thing the Bible tells us is that he touches the leper, which not only breaks all social custom of the day, you weren't supposed to touch a leopard. Not only are they afraid that you'd become, you know, diseased, you might catch leprosy yourself, but you're afraid that you'd become ritually unclean. Uh, according to the Jewish traditions, you you just the, the leper's unclean. He's socially socially ostracized. If you touch a leper, you now become ritually unclean. You're going to be socially ostracized. That's not what happens in the story. Jesus's holiness, his love, overpowers all of the ritual uncleanliness. He touches those very places of the leper's deepest wounds. And that's what he does with us. He touches those very places we would prefer to hide, never show anyone, forget about. Those areas we don't want to show ourselves even. We may not even want to show God. But what this Bible story tells us is that Jesus actually longs to touch those parts of our souls. He touches those wounds so that we can be healed. He wants to touch those most painful parts of us and say, I will it be made clean. Now, this this Bible verse came to us from the last Sunday, which was still part of ordinary time. You know, we're moving into Lent here now, and, and yet I think there's something beautiful here in Lent. I'll close with this last point, is that I think we can use our Lent, yes, to go after those devotions and practices. And like I said last week, particularly to go after those weaknesses, those character flaws, those lack and virtue areas of our lives. And we want to do that. But as I said at the end of last week's episode, we, we can't do that on our own. And I think we, we approach Jesus like the leper. That's what we want to do. Approach him like the leper, humble as we are, acknowledging the truth of all of our wounds all of our weaknesses, all of our sins, all of our hurts, and beg him, fall on our knees and beg him, if you will, you can change me, Jesus. If you will, you you can free me from this. You can make me clean. But we have to present ourselves as we are. And when we do that, we allow Jesus to extend his hand and touch us in a deeper way, to touch us in those most painful parts of our lives those parts we don't like, those parts we struggle with the most. And when he touches them, we become healed. And he says those words, I will be made clean. Thanks for listening, my friends. Again, if you're looking for some good Lenten reading, you could check out my book, No Greater Love, A Biblical Walk Through Christ's Passion. Or if you're doing Stations of the Cross this Lent, whether at your parish or just in your home with your family or, or just on your own, you could check out my my book on the Stations of the Cross, giving the rich history of, of the stations and the power of this devotion. And, and most of all, reflections on the Stations of the Cross really bringing us into the scene in a fresh way. It's called Pocket Guide to Stations of the Cross. You can check that out as well. Thanks for listening and God bless.